Whether it's by intercom or rattling the wall, we'll get Amy's attention for Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. That was from back before the remodeling when the walls would literally rattle when you breathed on them. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's we not quite... We fortified them a little bit. Yeah. You you have such good ears, though. You can still hear when I'm... Oh, you uh, just talk loud and I can... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm using the intercom with a mic on it and all this stuff. And, and I'm already halfway there because yeah. I heard you talking about the mic. The or you intercom. probably heard me thinking, maybe I should call Amy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's... I don't know. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, we haven't done this for a while. Uh, welcome to podcast number... 33. 33, okay. We had a special in there. Did that count for 32, or was that yep. a different numbering system? Uh, that was 31, I think. That okay. Was, the Israel special was 31, right. and the, our original 31 became 32. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I'm, we're I'm on 30, 33. We're I'm not, on 33. I no idea how I got there, but uh, we're on You're 33. on the right one. Okay. So some bottom of the column news to get caught up on. And it's it sometimes, you know, people get fixated on the oddest thing sometimes. Sometimes. This is, sometimes. well, a lot of the time, I guess. Uh, this is one of those things that people get fixated on. Uh, it, it seems... Uh, with the members of the Facebook group called Chair Watch, Chair Watch, they become locked in on an unlikely subject. There's a chair hanging from the top floor of a roofless abandoned home in Dennis Township, New Jersey. I'm not quite sure how it got there. Nobody really knows how it got there. But people are watching. They're mesmerized with how long that chair will be up there until it falls off. Oh, okay. That's what they're waiting for. Because I've seen, I don't know why, but I've seen chairs hooked to the sides of buildings before. Oh, is that Just a like thing? a wood chair, like, yeah. hooked to the side of a building. Huh. Maybe it's a storage situation. They don't want to take up floor space with this chair. Hey, they make anyway. it into a shelf? I don't know. Yeah, I, so. I'm not sure. Anyway, the group's description uh, uh, <laughs> says, one day it will come down, but until then, we all must drive by. And look at the chair in all its mesmerizing glory in, in Dennis Township, New Jersey. So the roof is already gone. Yes. So they're just waiting for the wall to fall down, basically. Yeah. Uh, how long will it last? Will it blow down before the entire house falls down? Things we all want to know and don't <laughs> want to know at the same time because it will ruin the fun. Yeah. They've got 10,000 followers on this uh, oh my goodness. Facebook page. <laughs> That's hilarious. Donna Marie Ogaliri commented that she hasn't enjoyed, she hasn't had this much fun since Christie was governor and closed the beach. I I don't get that either, but apparently that was the thing, you know, Governor so Christie. So she had fun when the beach was closed? I don't understand I, that. I don't quite get it either, but it was okay. a big deal for her anyway. Evidently. Okay, so now we go to the other side of the world. <laughs> in uh, London, where is this here? Oh yeah, people in London. I'm not sure if that's the other side of the world from New well, Jersey. It's a third of the way around. So thereabouts. Something. You're over here. Yeah, right? uh-huh. I'm, I'm fiddling with an imaginary <laughs> globe now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, anyway. People in London have been perplexed by a bale of hay hanging from the Millennium Bridge. This is the modern, you know, that really cool-looking bridge. 
Uh-huh. Right downtown London, they've got some cool buildings. They always show those kind of things, like in the beginning of a James Bond movie. Well, yeah, to let you know this is this cool is London. and this is London, cool yeah. London. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Millennium Bridge, a modern structure, spans the River Thames, Thames, Thames. Right? You got yes. I think so. I think so. Took me several times, but I got there. <laughs> Sky News is reporting. Uh, that that uh, this apparently appeared around October 18th. Here's the deal. The bridge is undergoing maintenance that will reduce its headroom. When social media lit up with the question, uh, the City Bridge Foundation, a charity that benefits crossings over the Thames, what? <laughs> what? came to the rescue. According to ancient tradition and the bylaws of the Port of London Thames, a bundle of straw is dangled from the bridge to warn shipping of work under the bridge. We're not making this up. This is what they, in the old days, to tell people, oh, there's stuff going on here with the bridge. They dangle a bale of straw under there. And, and so they now, still do it. Okay, but do the people know that are driving the boats under the bridge that that's what it means? No, probably not. Yeah, that's sort of my guess. At night, workers hang a white light under the bridge. Now, that I would see, maybe they'd figure that out. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's the light? They're supposed to be done with this work by November 5th, and then people can go back to... Can you imagine people driving over the bridge and, what in the world is this? Why is this bale bale of of hay? hay. (laughs) (laughs) But the English are a peculiar lot. (laughs) I just don't understand the whole foundation for people crossing the bridge. Is that what it was? Well, it's... That's how they wrote it, but I think it would be more for uh, ships going under the bridge. Okay. Still. Uh, Seems like a really weird foundation. Yeah, it is a very strange thing. All right. Uh, Here's another strange one, but this is from Kuala Lumpur. Oh. When was the last time you had news from Kuala Lumpur? I don't know. The only time I usually hear about Kuala Lumpur is, like, in The Amazing Race. Oh, they go through there a lot? <laughs> it seems like it's it. like the crossroads of I everywhere? mean, I haven't watched it for like 10 years, but, oh, you know, well, back when I did. They were there? It seems like they always went there. They might have left something there because uh, Kuala Lumpur <laughs> International Airport took uh, took out two ads in um, two Malaysian daily newspapers. I don't know if this is where you really would look for this thing, but I'll tell you. <laughs> this is in December. They took out the ads to find the owners of three Boeing 747s that have been parked there for months. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> lost their planes. One of them for at least a year. What? A 747 just sitting there. And they threatened huh. to auction them off in 14 days if they're not claimed. Okay. You want well, a good deal on a 747? Yeah. I wonder if anybody ever claimed them. Two are white. One is off-white. <laughs> uh, okay. So I wonder if you, there's a website somewhere. Good use 747, nice paint, low miles. Well, anyway, the pain, the plane's last listed owner said it was uh, it sold them in 2008. But so, oh, but who did they sell them to? Once they know who they sold them to, you'd think they could just read the number on the tail and say, uh, "Oh, that's." Uh, but anyway, so they bought them, and they, then they never like transferred ownership so I, they still don't know i don't know i don't know but so the kuala lumpur airport doesn't know and they're they're threatening to say we're going to have an auction i'd like to see that auction that'd be kind of fun 
let's see. What else? Weird. Oh, oh, this one here. And this is the last one, I promise. Okay. Parents of 450 pupils aged 3 to 11 at the Applecroft Primary School in Wellwyn Garden City, England, were given individualized yearbooks recently. Well, that's nice. You keep track of your classmates. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be something you'd save on, hold on to. And then right. uh, and when you graduate from high school, you look back, oh, there's little Timmy. Wonder whatever happened to him. Well, anyway. And then you go to a high school reunion and you still don't recognize anybody. Well, you really wouldn't recognize these guys because uh, they they obscured the eyes of all the children with those black bars. Like when you have oh. anonymous like, <laughs> yes. people that have... Uh, uh, done something wrong and mm-hmm. they put the picture up so nice all these kids faces they're little smiling kids with a black bar across their eyes like uh, this is a dangerous criminal or something i don't know uh, the the precaution was uh that they they didn't want the pictures to be used illicitly by somebody so, but so the kids can't see him either well, not really, no. Well, you can kind of tell who it is. I mean, by, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, well, it's real dumb. That's why it's in bottom of the column news. Sure. Except for the photos of the, uh, uh, the uh, if you've got a yearbook, your own children didn't have the black bar over them. So these were like custom. Each one, they had to make it different. So your own child... <laughs> did not that, have the bar. That's the one that you get to see. Yes. The one that you got the huge picture pack package of and yeah. probably have extras and can see all the time in beautiful color and yeah. big. Yeah. You can or see that one, but not, they can't see any of their friends. Right. The precautions yeah. described by one parent as creepy, like the kids were prisoners, uh, were ordered by the headmistress, Vicki Parsley, who feared that the clear photos of children would wind up in child pornography or some illicit use. So... The year before, Parsley had prohibited parents from taking pictures during school plays of their kids or any kids for the same fear. Maybe a little overboard on the fear there. A little bit. Just a bit. So we got the chairs. We got the bale of hay. We got the 747s. And we, okay, I know I promised that was the last one. There's one more. (laughs) In this week's edition of We Don't Pay Teachers Enough, Stephen Taylor, an educator at Mill Creek Campus Alternative School in Olathe, Kansas, lost his job over videos he posted on TikTok. In the videos, Taylor, who does stand-up comedy, claimed that he gives students misinformation when they annoy him. He says, I I tell them Abraham Lincoln invented the car, and that's why it's named after him. Oh, the Lincoln. Yeah. When Taylor was called before the school board, he told members, the reason I'm doing comedy on TikTok is is to make money because you only pay me $45,000 a year and I work all the time. Right. Taylor said the students understand his jokes, but he was relieved of his duties nonetheless and has no plans to return to teaching, so they fired him. But are you kidding me? Because, you know, we have such a, a plethora of people teaching yeah. that we could just afford to fire people over stupid things. Well... You know, I, I, it's uh, it's an example of a board not having a sense of humor. Uh, Maybe the individual think? people on the board have a sense of humor, but the board as itself, as a whole, <laughs> no, no room of, for That joke. is so We don't re- joke about <laughs> education. Mm. So dumb. Yeah.
Well, oh, anyway. my goodness. <laughs> oh, this is Kwame and Company podcast number 33. And uh, we'll be finding out about the Freedom Ranch today on podcast number 33. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Pastor Dave McGaffey is, is with us from Community of Hope Church of the Nazarene. And uh, today, really, Dave, in your role as a board member for the Freedom Ranch. Right. Yeah, thank you for coming out to the studios. Thanks for having us. So the Freedom Ranch, a big grand opening event, Saturday, November 4th. That's this weekend from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And if if people don't know what the world are we talking about, the Freedom Ranch, what's your uh, what's your elevator pitch for why people should be involved with the Freedom Ranch? The Freedom Let's Ranch, sure, the Freedom Ranch is a home for girls from the ages of 12 to 17 who have been rescued out of human trafficking. Wow. So, and this is uh, outside of Brainerd. It's a it's a rural location, uh, and and the pictures here it looks beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful home, that's going to house eight girls, and uh, and help help them with their therapy and recovery, of of being set free from the the enslavement of of the life that they've been in. Yeah, how did uh, it, it? It sounds like. Uh, it didn't take much convincing to to get you on board with being a board member and to to taking up this cause. It did not. I was a youth pastor and involved in youth ministry for about twenty years, and so working with kids and troubled kids has yeah. been a part of my heart and passion for my ministry. So what uh, what will be happening on Saturday, uh, November fourth, from nine to seven? It's a grand opening event, and really the last time you'll have just general public going through the facility there at the Freedom Ranch. Right. So many people in the Brainerd Lakes area and surrounding area have been a part of us getting to this point where with whether they helped with, with financial resources or some sweat equity in the building of the home. And we want to give them an opportunity to come out and see the house one last time and to say thank you to them and as well as give people an opportunity to help us with some, some needs that we have before we have girls arrive. Uh, who will be the, the clients of the new Freedom Ranch near Brainerd, uh, and, and where might they come from? These girls will come from all over the United States. Really? And, and they will come to us after they've gone through some alcohol and drug rehab, and, and so they've already begun some of their therapy, but then they'll, they'll come to us for, for their mental and spiritual um, recovery as well. Yeah, yeah. This is not necessarily a short-term process, is it? No, no, and and there's not a a time frame. Yeah. For each girl, there each each one will have a a team that assesses them and their and their healing process, and and we want to help them become complete and whole, so they can live out who God created them to be. Yeah. And, and you've got some some very uh, uh, dedicated and well-trained uh, individuals who will be doing that whole evaluation process and the treatment process. Absolutely. We've got a great team of, of people who are staffed in-house as well as working with local resources and, and mental health experts to help in the, in the healing and recovery for these girls. Well, we'd love for as many of our listeners as possible to take advantage of this uh, grand opening celebration of the Freedom Ranch and and it is a fundraiser. This it's this Saturday from nine to seven. Uh, you kind of want to stock the shelves of the Freedom Ranch to get rolling here. Right. We're gonna need some toiletries, some some soaps, some as well as food for to fill our freezers and refrigerators. Okay. 
So you're looking for uh, monetary donations to be able to to make those purchases. I mean, you guys know what you need, uh, right? That's kind of the way to do that. Cash would be great. Uh, gift cards to to grocery stores or Costco local areas for us to be able to go and and get the needs that that are that we have. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Yeah, a lot of times those gift cards they give you, uh, you know, a hundred dollars for ninety or something. Right. Uh, so. So be generous and come ready to give when you go to the Freedom Ranch uh, open house. Uh, and the address is one, f- well, let's see here, which, uh, yeah, that's right. I was go- I almost started the mailing address. The address of the Freedom Ranch is 16966 County Road 2 Right in Brainerd. That's the actual, but, where are we? That's out in, uh, uh, yeah. So if you go south on Highway 25 yeah. to County Road 2 and then go east about four miles the house will be just just down County Road too before you get to Pine Center. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, we'll talk more about it. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Kwame and Company focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. Okay, the next, the next two breaks on the Kwame and Company podcast number 33 are my friend Jerry the Teacher A and my friend Jerry the Teacher B. Catchy titles, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, Jerry says, uh, this school year I asked my NYU students, and they're, they're probably pretty uh, good students because it's not easy to get into NYU. Right. Uh, he asked them to introduce themselves to someone they don't know in class and chat for a few minutes to break the ice. That's his, he, he talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, when I do this, it's hard to get them to calm down again and return to their seats, and they are visibly happy. No matter what problems they walk in with, and like he said before, there usually are a lot of problems mm-hmm. that kids are facing, but no matter what problems they walk in with, most smile at making a new friend. So that's 21 new friends for the semester. Nice. Does this 21 times. Right. But the key thing is to have the courage to go first. Mm. To step up and say, hi, because almost always the other person is grateful that you approach them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Friendships are so important to our mental health, and we paid a price for hunkering down during the pandemic. And here's the, the, where he's drawing this together. He says, the number one thing those in hospice say they wish they had done is to spend more time with people that they care about. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like it makes sense. It's probably what they want to do at that moment, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Jerry says, I've created monsters, talking about his students at yeah. NYU. They love to engage each other now, which acts as a tremendous inspiration to me. And that I thought I would share with you. Well, thank you, Jerry. Very cool. Jerry the Teacher, Part A. <laughs> this is Kwame Company Podcast number 33. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Pastor Dave McGaffey is uh, is with us from the Community of Hope Church of the Nazarene in, in Brainerd and board member of the Freedom Ranch. And we're, we've been talking about the Freedom Ranch because, hey, celebration. It's uh, the grand opening is this weekend from 9 to 7 at the Freedom Ranch just uh, uh, south of, of Brainerd. 
And it, this has been a long time coming, uh, long time coming, Dave. You've been on this board for a long time, and and uh, you haven't even had your first client yet. But right. it's quite a process. It has been since um, since 2017. We oh, purchased really? the land wow. south of town, and David and Vicky Lecky are the are the founders of the the Rising Hope Foundation, who who had the dream yeah. of of this, and the dream is finally becoming reality. For those clients that that. Are are going to take up residency in the Freedom Ranch? Um, how is is what they're going to be going through different than like a county run group home or even the foster care system? Why is this a, a particular niche for these young women? Because of the nature that these girls are are coming to us out of yeah um, human trafficking. Um, in in reality, it's they've been sex slaves. And, and so their need for, for healing and, and recovery is, is very specific. And, and so we want to help these girls right at their point of need. Yeah. So uh, the Freedom Ranch and the board members and the, the uh, mental health and uh, me- uh, the care staff uh, have, been, have been working on this model for predominantly young women uh, who have been abused and trafficked. Uh, and this is like the standard or the gold standard for how to treat these girls. Right. Um, and, and are we, are we talking, we're talking young women. We're talking right? girls between the ages of 12 and 17, 12 and 17. Okay. Um, the uh, last, this is the last fundraiser to be held at the camp or at the ranch. I should say. Right. Uh, why is that? Um, as soon as girls come into the home, it's going to be a secure facility and no guests will be allowed yeah. to, to come into the home after that for the safety oh, and yeah. well-being of, of the girls specifically because of the nature of where they're being rescued from. Isn't it the, the tenacity of evil is just amazing sometimes. And oh, the goodness. lengths to which these, these uh, traffickers want to hold on to their business, it's, uh, I, I've heard stories that boggle the mind. Yes, these girls' lives are valuable to them but they're more valuable to the heart of God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we celebrate with you guys and uh, it's Saturday, November 4th from nine to seven at the freedom ranch, one six, nine, six, six County road two in Brainerd. Uh, the details are on our website, on our calendar page, or uh, does the freedom ranch have a, a, a website as well? We do. It's, it's rising Okay. So you could get the details there if you're driving and can't write this down, <laughs> right? Which is, you know, lipstick on the windshield—that's a bad way to go. <laughs> Correct. It's, it's, it makes more mess. You can find us on Facebook as well. <laughs> oh, so. Okay. Oh, very good. Now, uh, what are the kind of things that it's a fundraising event? Uh, uh, is this this isn't for construction anymore? This is for supplies. Correct. The house is 100% done. It is ready for ready for occupancy. Yeah. And and so we'd like to fill our freezers, fill our refrigerators fill our, our pantries and and get it ready for for the girls to to come to their new home sounds like you're you're ready any day now for actually uh, for for clients to be in your building we are the staff is ready we just want to have this last day to be able to say thank you to the to all the people that have supported us yeah and have prayed for us and will continue to do so well you can uh uh, you can go online and make your donation at uh, risinghopefoundation.org. Org. Uh, or you can uh, 
bring a, a, a gift with you to the open house this right. weekend. And, uh, and like we said last time, gift cards work great. They do. Pastor Dave, we appreciate what you're doing there. Thank you, uh, thank you on behalf of the community for, for pushing this through because I, I know it's been a long road. Thank you so much, Bill. Slow talkers, Dan and Chan, portion size, and our panel of experts. It's Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Well, yeah, the thing about podcasts is we don't know when people listen to them. Well, that is true. So it could be that could... you just heard about the Freedom Ranch celebration. And, and it already happened. Gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can still uh, you can, you can go on their website and find out what's happening now and see what their needs are now. Right. And take care of that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's never too late. No. <laughs> it's too late to attend the open house. But Well, yeah, yeah. that's too late. <laughs> Well, okay, so last uh, last break we talked about Jerry the Teacher, Part A. Mm-hmm. Here's Part B, Jerry the Teacher. And uh, Jerry's my friend who's a college teacher. Actually, uh, I I ran into him when he was just still in media. He's a media guy, music and radio and all kinds of things. But Oh, so you actually do know Jerry? Well, distantly. I mean, I But you've met him before. I have met him and I've talked to him. Oh. But then he does these... These uh, blogs, blogs yeah. that that's how but I, I had no up. idea that you actually knew him. When you say Jerry yeah. is my fr- my friend, I just thought yeah. you were being really uh, what is what presumptuous, facetious, facetious. Yeah, no, I have. But met... you actually have met him before. Yeah. Oh, see, I had no idea. Yeah. See, I thought it was just one of those theater of the mind things. It was at a <laughs> at a conference kind of thing. It's not like sure. it comes over and has coffee. Right. It, oh. it, it's uh, but yeah. Okay. So well, I have a mental image when I say my friend Jerry. Right, yeah. You know what he looks like. And if you ask me what his last name is right now, I'd probably not be able to say <laughs> that. <laughs> but, that but goes that for almost, that doesn't really apply. That could be somebody that you see every week. Well, that's right, Lori. <laughs> I mean, Amy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. So Jerry's talking about rats teaching mental health. Oh, okay. Doesn't sound likely, does it? No. He says, for a guy who spends a lot of time in New York City, I can't believe this brain study on rats. But it's true. Uh, the more we play, the healthier we feel. Okay. Okay. And then how they got the rats' opinions on this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure. But Jerry says, for kids, free play, meaning, you know, just goofing around with whatever you want to do instead of a planned activity. Free mm-hmm. play is important which is one reason why the pandemic has had so many negative impacts on the young. They weren't out there just goofing around. They couldn't be. They were at home and uh, organized. Mm -hmm. Uh, And adults need play, whether it's playful banter in the workplace. Oh, that never happens around here. Never. Or (laughs) other forms of relaxation and joyfulness. So Jerry says, this week in one of my NYU classes, we played a few minutes before we learned for an hour and 40 minutes to see who can remember the five major points from our discussion on stress-free living and working in the music industry the previous week. Oh. So, but it's a game. Anyone can play, and there's even a prize, a gift certificate for Starbucks, the fuel that powers college students. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so even learning can be fun, or maybe especially learning can be fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. 
when you're really learning, when you're engaged, right. that is fun. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there and someone's droning on. Yeah, not yeah, so much. Not so much fun. So Jerry says, I'm doing it again this week, and I bet that overall class retention of the major points of the course will improve. Fun is welcome everywhere. That's cool. Yeah, I like that, Jerry. Thank you. And that kind of is one of my broadcasting tenets is you have to earn the right to be heard. Right. You have to be goofy enough of the time. The balance is difficult. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You you have to be goofy enough of the time so that when you are serious about something, Mm -hmm. you've earned the right to be heard. You're now a friend on the radio. Right. And, oh, he's being serious. I better Mm -hmm. listen. As opposed to being serious all the time, and then it becomes white noise, just right, just right over the head. I think it took a, a a while of me being on the radio with you, and then when I did it my myself, like a long time ago, yeah, it was different than doing it myself now. And people are like, "Oh, that was so fun!" Like they they know who I am a little bit more now. Yeah. So then it's not such a oh, where's Phil? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> you know. And- yeah, and so it's it's one of those things, and sometimes people will will say, "I don't know why you're doing all this goofy stuff on the radio." Mm-hmm. And well, it, it's so that you know we got to build a relationship. And you can't be serious all the time. I mean, even in sermons, yeah. I mean, even Doctor Jeremiah tells a joke. I mean, uh, especially Doctor yes. Jeremiah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you think about the best pastors, and they mm-hmm. do that. Right. They do that. They Chuck build Swindoll. It. Yeah. The thing I remember most about Chuck Swindoll is when he leaned back and goes, ha, 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 you know, because <laughs> he just said something funny and he laughs at himself. Right, and, and, right. Oh, uh, well, anyway. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think the humor and, I mean, God had humor. Like, Yeah. There's humor. <laughs> Look what with... he made in us. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think, I think we're made to be, made to laugh, yeah. and I think that you have to have all that. So, yeah. so we can get to what Jerry said. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta have some fun in order for That's the right. important stuff to stick with the kids in his That's class. Right. And so, I'm not quite sure how the rat thing tied into that, but apparently they did a study <laughs> using rats and how they and that brought it up to him. Did they tell rat jokes or something <laughs> yeah, to lighten know. the mood <laughs> for all the rats? Let them do the little. Um, maze things yeah and not put cheese there <laughs> or 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 maybe put something different there i don't know <laughs> like rats in a maze mm. okay we're learning today about the um about the freedom ranch uh, home that's just ready to get rolling that's because today is october 31st yeah and they're doing the open house on november 4th this weekend yeah mm-hmm. So if if you're listening to this early enough, you can get there. Right. If you're listening to the after November fourth, well, just listen and so much you can you learn can find about, out what about what they're it. doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and the find thing out about what the Freedom Ranch is. The uh, the open house is to raise support to stock the shelves, basically, because right. it's a residential place. Right. You have continuing expenses, and you know what? Whenever you hear this, it could be a year later. Uh, they probably need... Uh, they have some kind of need. They need new stuff now. Right. You know, the old Cheerio is, is cereal is gone. Right. Cheerio is a, a Cheerio cereal. No, is Cheerio. that what that is? Yeah. Okay. It's, I learned that in rat class in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get, uh, let's get that to, in the, to that interview. In my brain. <laughs> my brain. 
91.5 and 102.7, The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and we're, we're talking with Pastor Dave McGaffey of the uh, Community of Hope Church of the Nazarene. And also, well, uh, what we're really talking about today is the Freedom Ranch, although I would imagine your church has been involved with the whole with the whole process. We have, yes. From construction, from helping on, on construction days to, to landscaping, um, and, and lots of lots of prayer and, yeah. and encouragement for for the team that's been been helping to build this house and get it ready. How would you encourage other churches, other pastors, to maybe involve their ministry, whatever kind of ministry we're talking about, uh, to to be involved with the Freedom Ranch and Rising Hope Foundation? The best way to, would be to to come out this weekend and take a look and see what the house yeah. looks like. Yeah. To see how how we can invest ourselves into the to the recovery and healing that these girls are going to be uh, receiving as they come into this, uh, come into this new home. Like we've been saying, uh, this will uh, sort of be locked down or will be made very safe facility after this open house. But as, uh, as a a donor or, Mm -hmm. or a ministry that's uh, providing backup to rising hope foundation, you could still keep track. I mean, there'll be, information about what's going on it's just that you won't have physical contact absolutely we've got a newsletter that that comes out at, at least once a quarter to help yeah. update our our donors um our prayer warriors those who are our um, supporters of of this ministry um that that will give them some stories yeah. of, of healing yeah. and some excitement to share with with everyone about about what's happening well, it, it's a gorgeous facility, and I remember being out there when the, cons- the the major construction was just done. It was a hot day in August, I think, and <laughs> and uh, uh, we got to tour, and uh, folks have been donating even things, uh, the furnishings. A lot of that yes. has been donated too, right? It has been. Yeah, it's yep. gorgeous. The generosity so, of the community has been so great, and 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 we're so appreciative of that. So let's push over this final threshold and get the facility totally. Uh, uh, stocked with, well, you know, uh, uh, stocked the freezer and the refrigerator and the laundry room and the storm right. shelter and the cleaning supplies and the paper products. And, uh, uh, you know what it takes with your, your house <laughs> with, if you've got, uh, a couple of kids, uh, all the stuff you go through, how many right. residents are we talking about here? Eight, eight girls, eight, eight plus eight, then the eight girls. Pe- yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. There's some things you go through a lot of exactly. So uh, we want to get ready for that, and it's a joyous occasion, so it's really sure. a celebration. It, it really is a celebration, so okay. come out and celebrate with us. Tell us how to get there again. If you uh, travel south on Highway 25 yeah. out of Brainerd to County Road 2 and go east towards Pine Center, it's about four miles off of off of Highway 25. Okay. And if if you just need to, uh, how do I find the website so I can check on this? It's Rising Hope. RisingHopeFoundation.org. Okay, and uh, if if you need, you can call us here at the Word, and uh, Lori will keep that by her phone. So, she's, oh yeah, it's risinghopefoundation.org dot because right. she remembers it. If anything <laughs> needs to get done, Lori gets it done. There you go, yeah. Pastor Dave. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, that was fairly painless. We got through another <laughs> podcast, number thirty three. Mm-hmm. So unless some other numering, numeral crisis comes along, uh, the next one will be 34. Perfect. He said we wouldn't get there. <laughs> A numeral oh, <yeah>. crisis. <laughs> we should switch to Roman numerals at some point. Confuse people mm. like they do with the Super Bowl. X, X, 
X one one one. Yeah, or I I I. I think. I right? yeah, sorry. Yeah. We just finished, and now it'll be X X X I V five one one five. I V. Yeah, I V. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. you know. This will be challenging, oh, but you my. never know. Uh, thank you, Amy. 